It's time to call everybody, man. Compatriots, please arise. Are you waiting for your leaders? Aren't you tired of the lies? When will you open your eyes and realize that it's our likes and our lives that are burning up in all of these fires? They say pray for Nigeria. But all of their kids don't even stay in Nigeria. They were made in Nigeria. You can't get paid in Nigeria. If you have connection, maybe only then God will make a way in Nigeria. We don't have natural disasters. Naturally, we are disasters. You would think that we are fast things like bad roads and darkness, even with all of our fast cars. Total madness. There's too many matters. If you drive past, you could pass us, but there's nothing that we can do. They are killing us plants. Welcome to episode 44 of the Good Bad Gang podcast. Sauce in the building. Thanks for listening again. Um, so, I guess what some people are terming Dark Thursday in Lagos. Um, so, a tanker exploded, killing nine people and obviously injuring many others. Uh, so, just a brief description of the incident. So, essentially, we have a trailer, a tanker full of um, petrol. Um, the brakes failed on the bridge. The drivers or whatever trying to halt it puts in stones to obviously climb over the stones, start reversing backwards. The tanker hit the curb, I guess, tumbled over. Obviously, petrol started spilling before you know it's from somewhere probably spark ignition then now for we know it the tanker in flames about 50 cars all in flames and obviously some people burnt alive like that's when th- let me think of it that's just like the sickening part like that's how you die like you burning like can imagine kind of torment and anguish where you're just like evaporated and you know that's just that's just uh crazy i know lagos state has a uh, try to put in some new rules i guess they're saying they're going to restrict all the um petroleum tankers to a certain route i think that was shaki a papa route then I think they're banned from other routes i don't know what it's going to do um and I think all the vehicles now are supposed to be subject to um roadworthiness which i don't understand i think that's already a criteria roadworthiness so it's i don't know what that changes all vehicles are supposed to undergo roadworthiness so but anyway they're reconstituting that and say they might establish a new center so they can you know um deal with the backlog or whatever the anticipated rush to get roadworthiness obviously we all know that the implementation the enforcement is where the troubles are troubles lie now there's been a lot of talk of this you know people talking about uh you know when people are trying to save their cars and stuff like that to be honest in my opinion i think a lot of people you know he does not react fast enough you see something for it i think okay can i reverse and get out of here and before you know it you know boom unless you're really in that mind frame and you're you know on your feet and everything you're thinking disaster and okay what's gonna happen now is that acting really fast if not there's several cars behind them you know so let me get out of the way and boom before you know it is a uh, is go bye-bye everything is, uh, is you're gone you know just just like that you leave your home and you're gone 
And what gets to me is this. Look, disasters happen everywhere. Opening a newspaper in the world, there's some disaster that happened. No matter how good or great a society is, things happen, disasters happen. Sometimes they call them even freak accidents. Now, the issue I have is the accountability. You have to hold people responsible for this stuff. Starting from the driver, right? Because it's homicide. You can call it, what the, was the term they use? Um, um, I can manslaughter, whatever. You didn't intend to kill people, but you killed people. Manslaughter. You have to hold the driver accountable. You have to hold the owners of the tanker accountable. If you can be proven that they've not been doing their daily maintenance or whatever it is, they have to be accountable. If they are roadworthy, uh, road safety officials that were plying the route that that tanker was taken and none of them stopped them, none of them checked his papers, whatever it is, they are accountable. And somebody has to go to jail for this. Somebody has to go to jail for this. That's the bottom line. Obviously, when there's no accountability, that is why these events happen and happen over and over and over again because there's nobody to ever hold, hold accountable. And when you can't hold anybody accountable, things run amok. It is human nature to be greedy. It is human nature to capitalize on you know, giving you an inch or take a mile. I don't think inherently human beings, at least, are wired to do good. Yes, there's some good in the world, but inherently, you know, that's why we have laws. That's why we try to do law and order. Because if you let society just run itself, it will run chaos. We chaos will occur. Essentially, chaos will occur. So we have a, we we live in a government that like a field safe, a field state, where law and lawlessness is just running rampant. Essentially. And to be honest, some of it is is us, right? Um, I wish I could remember where I saw this because I'd have loved to credit um, credit this Twitter user. And he said, you know, Nigerians, they say we're creative, we're hardworking, but our biggest problems is that we don't hold our politicians, our leaders accountable. We don't hold them accountable when we see corruption. We don't hold them accountable when they're doing things wrong. Instead, we just, you know, complain and mumble where we are. We don't protest. We don't march. We don't boycott stuff. We just pray and hope things will get better. Nothing wrong with prayer. Pray away. But man, there has to be some actions behind it. There has to be some actions behind it. Um, my cousin sent me one change form where people are, um, I guess it's a call for action change form where people are asking for the government to restrict the movement of um, tankers to certain times, right? I guess I, earlier I said the ones where they've already gone to action of restricting their routes or their routes, however you want to say it. And this is asking for, you know, certain times. So I guess initiatives like that are good it's another way of acting but knowing our people i'm not sure how far that chain from we go what we need is protests what we need is people marching in the streets what we need is is meet force with force i'm not i'm not asking for violence or anything but there has to be a level of force where these guys know like you know these people are serious there's a change right that's that's the only way i that's the only way i feel it any other means people grumble, grumble, grumble. 
and you know off to the next one even just looking at twitter today or the instagram there was already another tanker in maryland i was driving where the tanker was actually leaking the petrol or kerosene and they had like a teenager trying with the cloth trying to plug it from plug it from leaking and it's just driving away with fuel or kerosene or petrol whatever just you know on the road and that was just days after this 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 event and yet we're back to normal or even the other one I can't remember what state it is where people were trying to you know uh, uh, broke down uh, tanker also and people were there with buckets and jerry can trying to you know pillage from fuel so even us the people we, we were acting all reckless and stupid you know I saw another interesting quote also where it said uh, the Nigerian, the average Nigerian prayer, wow, a lot of bad things happened. Thank God it wasn't me. And when I said, like, man, I said, I felt that. I really felt it. Because we're so selfish. I think, um, I don't know if people have heard of what you call um, survivor's guilt, right? Survivor's guilt essentially when you make it out of a dark situation and you kind of feel bad for the people you left behind. Nigerians, nobody, nobody has survivor guilt here. You don't feel, you don't, you, you, you don't feel um, empathy that other people are suffering and you know, you're just happy, oh, it's not me, I'm blessed. What about other people that, you know, think about them first. Obviously, I'm kind of casting a wide net, but I really felt it because that's the way it really feels a lot of times. Oh, it's me. It's just about me. No, no empathy for a fellow man. Just, you know, pray. Somehow you go better. You know, my hope, you know, all of a sudden to change miraculously just for me. Not Nobody feels that. And if it's better for the other man, invariably it's going to be better for me. Nope. All I need like, it to be is to be better for me. You know, fuck everybody else. You know, something else that really stuck to my mind also was like, like I said, you know, there are people that, you know, they'll give their ac- accounts where, you know, they were a little bit far, further away. They saw a tanker, they saw f- foil on the floor, petrol, gas. And the instinct was I grabbed my phone, jumped out of the car, and obviously, minutes later, their cars were in flame. Why does other people that were reversing? Like I said, I don't think they were reversing to save their car. They were just reversing, trying to get out of it because their processor wasn't processing that fast on what was going on. And obviously, they got caught up in the flames. And like I said, it just gets me thinking that living in Nigeria, you really have to prepare your mind for disaster. Like, when you're on the road, you have to be a defensive driver. You have to be looking left, right, because this downfall is here all of a sudden you can swerve to my right okay i need to move a little bit slower you know this okada can be coming from my blind side i have to be looking you know this trailer is right in front of me i better overtake him or kind of hang back you really have to be like just like as i said defensive driving like you're in a movie you know it's raining you have to be careful because everywhere is possibly flooded you know you know, it doesn't take more than, was it, two inches or three inches of rain to get your car, you know, hydroplane and get, get, get and, your, and your car will be swept away by the rain. So you have to know that 
pack on the side say you know what i suspect you know this this this, this flood prone area can get my car off you know you're driving you hear gunshots you have to decide do i ditch my car and jump into the bush or if i jump into the bush i'm going to jump into a gutter and jump into my death or jump into a lagoon or do i stay in the car bolt the door lock and hide underneath can't be thinking all this stuff in nigeria because disaster is pending from anywhere and that's why it just came to me just you know i guess you don't have to get crazy like um what um, national geographic where you have all those guys that are building um, bunkers because they are afraid of um, nuclear war or whatever. But on a real level, in Nigeria, you really have to be prepared for every and anything possibly happening. And you have to be on your feet, thinking, thinking, thinking. You can't just you know, relax on something. Always head over to be a civil. Even when you're at home, you have to walk around your house, be assessing. You know what can happen here you know my neighbors what are they like almost living in a sense of uh, paranoia all the time but honestly that's what you probably need to do to survive because if your cpu is not processing fast you probably just you know not be able to get out of a situation that uh, you need to obviously if people come up with prayer or whatever yes you even need a prayer so that you think fast if, they, if, you, if you want to think about things that way so your, your cpu is working I'm telling you, man. And now that it's actually the raining season, you now there's so many traps everywhere now. So many traps. So if you're in Lagos, if you're in Nigeria, raining season, you know, go check your brakes if you're driving. If you don't have to move out when it's raining, stay where you are. You know, just be careful. If you're going to an area where you don't know before, you have to be really careful because gutters are covered and, you know, so many people just get into gutters and they're gone. Just simple 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 stuff like that even not too long ago family of four have all these small generators i guess they turned it down they went to sleep boom next morning everybody in the family dead carbon monoxide poisoning right carbon because it was raining they didn't want to put their generator in the rain they put it somewhere no ventilation you know silent killer carbon monoxide boom dead nigeria family of four husband wife children gone like that just like that this is not you know yesterday uh, um two years ago last week or so yeah that is nigeria gotta think it's raining outside don't just go and turn on turn on your generator you're not wearing slippers you get recruited and you die just things that you don't think about you know, if you're living in a quote-unquote developed society, you got to be aware of all hazards possible because Nigeria is full of hazards. <sighs> yeah, so, you know, RIP to everybody, you know, that lost, that lost their lives. Um, you know, people in the hospitals you know we're praying for your speedy recovery to the loved ones you know people that have lost people you know our hearts and prayers are with you and you know we have to do better somehow some way you know not just the government but the people and you know we have to find our voice somehow some way 
and um, this is, I know it's election time, so it's a lot of this PVT. Uh, I say PVT, PVC. But who do we vote for? Sometimes like between uh, a rock and a hard place. But anyway, get your PVC first. Let's vote. We'll deal with the candidates first and um, later. Just get your get your cards. Let, let, let's hold that and say at least we have one instrument of change. Yo, another thing I want to touch to before I forget is we need to talk to some of these our daddies and mommies with these their WhatsApp messages because the kind of propaganda videos and messages they're sending up and down is that kind of shit that starts wars and genocide because every time I look up my phone one auntie and uncle and daddy and mommy have sent me some funny looking you know video of some killing here some strange preacher giving some kind of um, declaration when when to or when not to travel and what their business not to use to travel or some funky type of stuff you know if you run a business you're going to shut down your business that day because one man said uh, on that day don't travel so your business are shut so you don't show up to work you tell your you tell your employer sorry i can't come to work because um some guy on the WhatsApp message said nobody should travel that day, and, and, and uh, quote unquote, he's been right about other prophecies. Also, and this is not to say prophecies are not real. Eh? You can believe in them more, you say, but also there's, you know, some, I don't know, some common sense to this stuff. So please, you know, let's be careful with all the propaganda we send about. You know, this is an age of information, but yes, so much misinformation. Sometimes it looks like we're armed with too much knowledge, too much information. Because we just keep on sending stuff that at the end of the day probably causing more harm than good and just misinforming people. Yeah, so. Uh, let's hit the drawer of the week. Let's see what's happening with Joe. So if you're listening for the first time, uh, Juru is our Instagram psychologist. People send him relationship problems and he puts them on Instagram and, you know, people have a field day, you know, comment in a way and we kind of like to do the same here on the podcast. So this goes, please keep me anonymous. My girlfriend once told me that even as a married woman, she will continue to talk to her ex. This happened in the early days of our relationship. They were always talking over the phone and can remember she was once infuriated when I admonished her. This rings the bell in my head till today as I am thinking of getting married soon. She let her claim to have stopped talking to him when we started getting serious but I know deep down women don't let go of their exes so quickly. What aggravated my fears is the nature of my job. It involves a lot of traveling. I've been upright in this relationship, but I feel I'll be betrayed later. I feel like backing out. I never liked virgins or even men who married one, but I'm beginning to. Am I judgmental, insecure, or reacting disproportionately? I need your views. Okay, so I think this is a pretty simple one. 
trust, right? Might sound cliche, but trust is the bedrock of any relationship. The truth is that you don't trust her. That's just it. And you can't marry somebody you don't trust. It's as simple as that. If I want to break it down to the granular level and be more specific to your case. So the truth is that, I'm making a little assumptions here. At the beginning stages, she probably wasn't that serious about you. She wasn't well sure where it was going. So she felt no need to dump her eggs to fully concentrate on you. Because for all she knew then, it was a fling crush, you know. You know, the one to get over the ex with, whatever. So as it became more serious to her, I'm sure she dropped the ex and, you know, focused on the relationship. But obviously, there's some layer of mistrust there that you don't have that you're holding on to that initial interaction you guys had that you can't move past it. So that is just the um, concrete evidence that you can hold on to for the uneasiness that you feel. And, you know, some people might call you insecure, whatever it is, but I'm saying if you have that uh, feeling inside, you know, women like to say they have women intuition. Men, we have our gut. If your gut feeling is telling you that something ain't right, something ain't right. And it doesn't have to have anything to do with an ex or whatever it is. You just know if you're right, if you're not feeling comfortable, if you don't trust her, you know. Many fishes in the sea, you know. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with her. You, you know, maybe she's just not the one for you. So go find the one for you, the one that you can trust, the one that you'll be comfortable with, the one that you'll travel and you have peace of mind and you don't think that the gardener is um, is um, plowing in your house, if you know what I mean. So it's a really simple one, you know. Unless, um, alternatively, you know, you lay it on the table to her, you know, tell her how you feel and see if, you know, Trust is not also just something that just, you know, snaps like that. Trust is earned. So maybe you can work on it and you guys can end each other trust. So that's that. So thank you for listening to the episode of the Goodbye Gang Podcast. Follow us on all social media. On Instagram is Goodbye Gang Podcast. On Twitter is the same. Facebook the same. Uh, tweet at us, you know. And hopefully we're going to have LD next week. Thanks for listening. If your girl a look good and she never boring Then you know that that really good vibe And she cook your good food and she always caring Then you know that that really good vibe If your man did a love you real good in a bed Then you know that that really good vibe And him a give you full satisfaction my girl Then you know that that really good vibe That a good thing for go on Girl that a good thing for go on My girl good thing for go on my girl that a good thing for go on It a very good vibe Vibe Very good vibe Vibe It a very good vibe Girl it a very good vibe